Tesla's been in the news now more than ever. There's a company that was founded in, what was it, 2008? Three. 2003. And we've known about them for a very long time. But now more than ever are the general public jumping on board and being informed and just now finding out what we've already known, that sustainable vehicles are the future. Electric is going to surpass gasoline. And Tesla not only has that lead in EV sales, but also the technology that's going to be the new standard in the industry. For years, the automakers themselves, the competing automakers, have said that Tesla had a few-year advantage, two, three, four, five years in the electric car space. But that's been two, three, four, five years since then. So now that we're we're here, we're do you still think they have that advantage? Or do you think others are catching up? I mean, they started to catch up simply just for the by the fact that they started actually producing electric cars, but uh, even now they hold a, they hold a significant uh, advantage in terms of technology because we'll, all we have to do is look back even just one year and we've seen the Volkswagen CEO say that Tesla's still years ahead. Uh, J- Japan did a teardown of a Model 3 last year and I believe it was executives from either Toyota or Honda or Nissan or all three of them or some of the three they were like this is also pretty ahead of what we are doing or even planning so even though it's been you know two three four five years since automakers were saying that tesla had a lead um they're still saying it they are still saying it and uh it may no longer be a five-year advantage but it's still four three-year advantage uh you know and a big part of it comes down to the fact that uh, uh, a lot of the legacy automakers are still in their infancy in regards to their electrification efforts, and uh, the greatest way to gain experience and advances technology is by actually producing something and figuring out what works and what doesn't work. And uh, whilst they are either in the planning phase or producing very little volume, I don't know if they're gaining a uh, good amount of experience to be able to catch up to what Tesla is, is, is bringing to the table anytime soon. Do you think Tesla's lead will remain a constant? Do you think anyone will be able to catch up? Wow. I mean, previously, it was, it was seemingly an easy answer. All these legacy automakers know what they're doing. They already have the sales. They have the money. All they had to do was invest in the tech. But now Tesla's surpass the startup stage they're a huge company with a lot of money and they're up there side by side with them well sooner or later technically i think everyone should catch up because um like i said sooner or later there's gonna be a point where the diminishing returns and constantly advancing technology is just not worth the effort, at least for a little bit, until someone somewhere finds some sort of spark that they find some sort of new material or production process that makes everything easier and cheaper to make. There will be a point where I feel like Tesla will hit, uh, you know, a very comfortable point in terms of uh, the price that they can uh, 
produce their cars at and where, you know, much further efforts and both money and time is just now worth the, 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 the payout of it. So they're going to eventually, I assume, stall out a little bit because they've, they've hit a, they've hit a peak and they won't have to really uh, do that much more rapid innovations. And at that point, it kind of gives time for everyone else to catch up or at least be within, uh, you know, as, as Elon likes to say, uh, uh, an order of magnitude within what Tesla can can bring to the table. So uh, that's one scenario in which they catch up. Uh, another scenario is, like you said, these are very established automakers. They have a lot of money to throw around. As soon as they start actually producing a decent amount of electric cars, I feel like they will be able to gain an appreciable amount of knowledge and experience and will be able to further refine their technologies. But until they start actually producing uh, electric cars in the hundreds of thousands uh, a year, I don't think they're going to make any any big leaps and bounds towards Tesla. Let's, let's talk about where exactly Tesla's lead is. I think it comes down to five different categories you have the cost right they're 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 able to produce some of the most affordable cars for their range right you have their battery where they're able to get the most range per kilowatt in the industry their technology in the sense of autopilot yep and then you have the technology in the sense of ota and constant improvements Mm -hmm. and the number one thing is you know obviously the leading sales right but who is their main competitor in each of these components? Who's going to be the first to actually show up side by side with them? I, I don't think it has to be one company. I think if you're looking for a car with the most range, you're just going to want the car with the most range, not necessarily a car that also has the technology. Yeah, Tesla's the best car all around. Mm-hmm. But someone doesn't have to beat each one. Someone can beat one aspect. You know what I mean? Those people over. Yeah, when that category of people who want more technology, maybe someone wants a more luxurious car. So who's who's closest in range? I think for with with a comparable price. Speaking strictly Model Three, Model Y in the more affordable area, I think the Maki is probably closest in range, right? At three hundred and what miles? Uh, it's around three hundred miles. Um, the Nissan Aria is supposed to have three hundred miles. If uh. Once again, if we completely break down any price barriers, I mean, we obviously have Lucid supposedly coming with 500 plus miles. And well, again, just going to the more affordable right, right. sector, this this 300 miles is what a 10 to 15 percent less than what Tesla can do with their Model Three and Model Y. Around, yeah. But they're also keep in mind that the Mach E sets aside like 10 kilowatts for degradation while Tesla's allowing you to use 100% of the battery. Right. In theory, the Mach-E could be side-by-side with Tesla in range if they allowed for the 100% of the battery. Again, it's still using a bigger battery, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Tesla's still beating them in price per kilowatt and efficiency. Mm -hmm. But for the same price, if Ford wanted, they could be side-by-side with Tesla in range. Right. Well, you would hope. As, yeah. as as we know, not a lot of stuff is uh, linear. 
So just because you have 10% more here doesn't mean you'll end up with 10% more somewhere else. Um, the ID3 was supposed to have over 300 miles on their top end range, but, uh, you know, Volkswagen kind of, as, 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 as I just said, they didn't have a full experience and faced into a lot of production hiccups when it started. So that f delayed the release of that car. But that was supposed to be a very good uh, competitor to the models. Well, it was good compared to the Model 3 and Y because of the price and range. But obviously, the size is smaller than what those two have. So it kind of depends on what you're looking for in terms of uh, what's a comparable car. Tesla kind of threw a curveball at us with a battery day. Now stating that within two years, range will be a 50% improvement. Well, it's how they'll be able to achieve 500 miles in the Cybertruck. Yeah. For that affordable price, relatively affordable. Well, it will it will start to be seen in two years. So, I guess the upper end Cybertrucks, Model S and X, if they still continue to exist, the Roadster. But then I don't so I don't think we're supposed to see the improvements in the Model Three and Y until mid 2020s. We know where Tesla's heading. We have this battery day numbers and all that but we don't know where others are heading do you think that the industry got hit with a shock with that one do you think now tesla's more ahead than they initially thought because again like the mach-e is just now finally nearing up to range of the model y their direct competitor and now tesla just threw a curveball and said nope two years from now 50 percent increase see i don't know how um obviously i'm not a high uh, high seating executive in any company whatsoever, uh, but I feel like um, if I was a competitor, I feel like Tesla's improvements would be kind of numb to me at this point because they've <laughs> been so dominant over basically since they started with the Model S at least um, that I was looking at battery day uh, and I was like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, totally. Half price, you know, within a couple of years. Right. You know, this is almost what you come to expect from Tesla to, to, to bring out some sort of uh, crazy news. So I feel like at this point, anytime Tesla has some sort of announcement, anyone who sees themselves as a competitor to Tesla is ready for the absolute worst to come. The most show-stopping thing that could possibly happen, um, you know. So right now it's not a problem. Yeah, at this very moment, the majority of the market's gasoline vehicles. But as we do transition towards fully electric cars, which we're heading, it's it's gonna be more of a leisure game of catch up to mass panic as these manufacturers try to get caught up to Tesla. Right. The the, the big problem is that most most big efforts for legacy automakers starts at around 2022, 2021. That like that's when they finally like say they're going to start their push and based on what we have now of what they say they they're aiming in their concepts they might be outdated by the time they come out because a lot of the the the, the range for instance the, the 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 range goals is like around 300 miles and i know range isn't that important for a lot for for not it's not important for everyone but when you see a car in two years with 300 mile range and who knows what what a tesla is going to have in in 
in that time frame. The Model 3 might have 400 miles for all we know. And you just, it's a very big stat to try and overlook. Um, so now you have to wonder that, uh, you know, a lot of these concept cars that are aiming for being released in two years, they, they seem competitive right now in this very moment against Tesla, but they're, they're going to have a very hard time being competitive in two years with the, the rate that Tesla is moving at. And going on to the next uh, lead that they have being autopilot, who's close to that? No one. That's their most... No manufacturer. That's their most important advantage because even if everyone catches up to them in terms of uh, electrification and performance and price in that regard, uh, there's no legacy automaker that's putting as much effort into autonomous driving as tesla does but we have but we have all of yeah. these third party we companies have like, like waymo. waymo so if do you think they're close uh i mean they're definitely closer than any other uh legacy automaker and what they can achieve so i mean if 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 waymo and open ai and everyone else can get up to that point of you know level three plus autonomy and they can prove that uh, their systems can be basically dropped into any car then um then the waymo and all them have proven more than tesla has they've registered fully self-driven miles on roads tesla's registered zero correct uh, so as far as we know they are ahead as far as we know, yeah. They have full level. Is it four or five what they're working on? Well, I'm sure... The, I'm Tesla sure does have a flip five. that they can switch, but... Uh, switch. Switch the, a switch the, the, a switch that they can flip, but they haven't flipped it yet. And until then, we have to just assume that Waymo is in the lead, and Waymo is not looking to make a car. Right. They are the, the future self-driving system of all the other automakers. But there is one caveat when you do with that, because... Tesla's system is specifically for Tesla's cars. So that's all they have to worry about. Does the system work with their own cars? It's all within the same, the same people are making the cars. They're the ones coming up with where the cameras are being put, the sensors, how they, how they interact with the software. That's, that's all in-house. But then there, there starts to become a problem when you get with a third-party autonomous system from like Waymo now you have to make sure Waymo has to make sure that their system can work with a wide variety of cars. It has to work in like minivans. It has to work in, in, in a, in a roadster. It has to work in a family sedan. They have to make sure that the, that there's adequate spacing for all the sensors. And sometimes it might not work. And then they have to, BMW is going to have to call up Waymo and be like, yeah, I don't know if this is working. And then, you know, there, there's a lot more, um, Effort to Which is why they have to add these big, bulky systems to the cars that aren't necessarily appealing. Yeah. But I feel like as time goes on, like right now this is all in testing still, as time goes on and they do get a contract with someone like, let's say, BMW, mm -hmm. the contract will be for a specific car and they'll have to develop the system for that car. That is Waymo's business. Right. Their business will be developing the technology for the individual car. I don't think we're going to have these big, bulky units on cars driving around those are just 
demos right now. True, but then it becomes just still it becomes a bottleneck because if you ever, if you ever have an issue with, but that's their business. True. That's the only thing they have to worry about. Once they've accomplished and achieved full self driving, their only business is developing this. True, but it's like these. It's like with uh with with LG being uh, the supplier of batteries for like ten different automakers and bottlenecks face there. And if LG has a problem, then 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 you're SOL because you can't get your batteries and you don't have the ability to create your own cells. So something might happen with. I mean, imagine if Waymo just overproduces or the, 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 they can't meet production. So now if you want an autonomous BMW and Waymo is the only one providing the sensors, well, now they can't build those BMWs with autonomous features in them because they can't get the sensors in time. So. Yeah, but I could say the same for every component inside of a car that's not made by the manufacturer. True. All the steering components, true, but, the motors. True, but there's, there's a very few subset of companies that would be able to create autonomous software rather than companies that can create a seat or the screws or you know wheels and tires Waymo could just be in the software side and just tell BMW to develop it themselves I too. guess they could just sell the software sell the technology sell the chips I suppose but but there is there are competitors in the autopilot field mm-hmm. I don't think Tesla's the only one I think it's foolish to think so. Oh, yeah. Elon keeps promising this robo-taxi future, and I I don't see it happening as just Tesla. I think by the time that comes around, because clearly we're not seeing it in 2021, I don't think we'll see it in 2022 as a fully level 5 system. We might see it as an owner-driven system. By the time we do see robo-taxis on the road, I think we'll have other companies competing. In that space. Uber themselves are trying to make autonomous vehicles. Doesn't even have to be one of these new companies. Uber themselves. Yeah. So, yeah, considering Uber is one of the bigger uh, testers of autonomous systems, it wouldn't be too surprising if by the time RoboTaxis come out that Uber at least has some sort of beta slash pilot slash whatever you want to call it, little start of uh, autonomous features. Um, But regardless, even... Even if everyone can get up to level five autonomy, uh, we can't overlook the fact that uh, the legalities of it are going to be an issue for basically anyone, and uh, which could potentially even allow others to catch yes, up. Yes, uh, if Tesla's stuck in a legal battle for years to come, their their lead, if there is a lead, anyone's lead, kind of might be meaningless. Yeah, if it's a ten year battle to make it all legal, then everyone's got ten years to catch up. Yeah, who knows how that. How bad so I don't up. think Tesla's lead in an autonomous vehicle is as strong as everyone says it is, but it's there theoretically. It could be a minor lead, if any. Yeah, but it's an easy, it's an easy lead to say because you can just say it. Tesla has automatic, uh, you know, has autonomous features. It's yeah. very hard to explain today. It, it clearly, yeah. yeah, it's very hard to explain to someone like, yeah, in, in, in the future, BMW or. Cadillac or whatever is going to use this maybe other company that's working on it now to maybe integrate it in their thing. It's 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 just a much easier selling point to make right now. And obviously you can see it at work. But today's autopilot system, today's, not level four, mm-hmm. whatever level we're on today, mm-hmm. does have competitors. We have uh, adaptive uh, cruise control in a lot of automakers that are side-by-side with basic Tesla autopilot. Yeah. 
lane changes and all. We'll see it in the Maki as well. Super, so yeah, Super Cruise for even today. You can't say that you that Tesla's the only one. They're the most widely known. That's for sure. Yeah, but you know, you still have the full self driving features that I mean, admittedly are gimmicky. But you know, who's gonna? What car's gonna supposedly drive up to you on the parking lot? In the in the one five times it works. <laughs> then. The next uh, lead is OTA. There is not a single automaker adding video games to their cars. Nope. That I can safely say. Nope. Software updates are not a new thing. We've seen them in the auto industry since software updates have existed. They've traditionally been a very a very big burden on consumers that had to take their car in for service to do a manual, yep. manually updated software update just for some minor bug fixes mostly for mechanical issues mm-hmm. tesla's taken that idea and said we can do all that over the cloud and then they said well now that we have access to easily implementing updates we could just continuously improve these vehicles and they have yep they've added things they've added spotify into the cars they add games they added youtube recently netflix straight up performance upgrades constantly improving performance constantly improving software no one is doing that. No one. And while everyone's saying that, yeah, they're implementing OTA, like Jaguar, I believe, was the first one with the iPace, which this car has been on the road now for two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said right out the gate they were going to introduce OTA, and it's going to be great, and it's just going to be like Tesla. And yeah, it is. there is OTA, but it's just for the minor bug fixes. It's minor software changes. There's no, There's no new additions. That car doesn't feel fresh. Every week I get an update to my car, my car feels new again. That, that's not the case with the Jaguar I-Pace. Question is, will all these other automakers that are promising OTA continuously improve cars, or will they treat it as past OTA, past uh, software updates where they're just now wireless? I think it's just going to be limited to regular bug fixes and stuff like that. I don't. I I, I highly doubt that uh, any any automaker is going to put forth the effort right now to mess around with putting youtube or anything on it uh and i can understand because i'm sure they want all their efforts to be putting to creating a good electric car from a engineering a mechanical standpoint before moving on to good software because obviously if the car is not good youtube and netflix in the center console is not going to save it so uh is 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 tesla's current you know, use of OTAs the future, possibly, maybe in 10 years when uh, electric cars have solidified themselves in, in, in everyone's model lineup and, uh, you know, we've kind of, everyone's kind of caught up with each other or at least are in the same semblance with each other. But no, I don't think any car from a legacy automaker in the next five years is going to have anything like uh, like what Tesla offers. But here's something to think about. They do offer OTA. They are for minor bug fixes, mm-hmm. but it's there. Yes. Which means if they wanted to add Netflix to every car, they can add Netflix to every car. The day they do decide to start working on software and improving and adding things, they, they can add it to all the cars that are built from here on out. Well, I'm not a... So- not necessarily just the new ones. I'm not a software engineer, obviously, uh, but I feel like 
they have to make sure that whatever software is in the car has to at least be able to be changed to that degree of adding straight up new applications within it. So yeah, I'm sure they can, if they have the foresight to do it, the, the, the current code will be able to accept adding in new applications and whatnot in the future. Uh, but I think a lot of automakers are future proofing their cars like that. Well, like the Mach-E, for example, they claim that it's the, uh, the po- most powerful infotainment system. That means maybe they don't decide to add Netflix to it today, but if it is the most powerful infotainment system today, that means it can one day run Netflix. I would hope. Uh, I don't really know what most powerful could mean in that context. <laughs> but uh, best GPU, best CPU, who knows? Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure they're not oblivious to the fact that uh, a, a big part of Tesla's popularity is all the Tesla owners talking to their friends about all the new stuff that was added to their cars, such as a whoopee cushion or the fact that they... They, they recently just they recently just hired a bunch of game developers, too. Yeah, so... So they they know that it's an important feature of these cars. Right, so um, if, if anyone, if, if there's a single analyst in each one of these companies that even can, can read, I'm sure... He is he or they have, have brought up the fact that uh, the software experience is very rapidly uh, growing in importance to future electric cars. Who do you think will be the first to add Netflix and try to compete with Tesla in the software field? Is there anyone that today stands out as someone who's looking towards it of legacy automakers yeah um with cars coming out within the next 12 months i mean i really don't have any basis obviously this is this is just a just just a feel question but um i feel like and I guess this, is, this, is, this isn't too big of a surprise. This is one of the biggest automakers. I'd say either Ford or Volkswagen. Um, Ford definitely. I'm a big fan of their uh, design. Obviously, I wrote that article about the infotainment system, uh, and clearly they they look like they put a lot of effort into designing it. So I imagine that the software engineers over there are, you know, really into what they're doing right now. And uh, I would hope that those people, once again, understand the importance of the software experience. And then Volkswagen obviously has complimented Tesla like 50 million times already. So they also understand what makes Tesla's popular. And Tesla has, uh, and Volkswagen has come out with these, you know, some would say soulful concepts. Like they have some very fun designs. They, they, they're trying to make their cars less bland kind of fun so one way to have a you know fun cars to put netflix or video games within the within the within the infotainment system so that's that's who i'm saying at least and clearly all this you know fun stuff might seem relatively unimportant but i think it does drive sales mm-hmm. which which is the next subject who do you think is going to surpass tesla in sales or catch up to them in sales 
Well, I'm going to have to say the company with the most amount of factories. Which would be the the, the biggest automaker group in the world. That would be Volkswagen. Uh, you know, they've... I mean, we already know a year ago they stated, you know, like 27 million electric cars by 2027, something like that, late 2020s. So assuming they stick to what they what they want to achieve... I think they're going to have a very healthy amount of electric cars on the road. Um, moving down the line, we have Toyota then, who would, I think has the second largest amount of production capacity, but they are just missing in action. Uh, I don't know what they're, what they're doing over there. Um, so, uh, so Toyota, no. Um, Ford and GM seem to be you know, trying to have good electrification plans for the future. And if the electric F-150 will be even a fraction as popular as the regular F-150 and Ford can meet uh, the demand for it, then they're obviously going to be producing a decent amount of electric cars in the future. Um, But other than that, uh, Fiat is kind of, I also don't know what they're doing. Um, BMW... Also, you know, they say they want like 20 models and then until 2025, but, you know, we still haven't really seen what their first couple production capacities for the first couple electric cars are like. So I don't really know how, how, how high of a gear they're going to go in. Mercedes is also kind of, eh, you know, the EQC hasn't really been flying out the factory. So uh, honestly, I mean, if we're speaking just from an electric vehicle standpoint tesla's going to be the clear leader for at least half a decade i think originally we were saying all these automakers needed to do was flip a switch and start selling electric cars and they would naturally sell more than tesla but tesla's grown so large in the last two years yeah all these factories and all these factories under development Elon Musk just gave out some ridiculous number, like a million a year by, what was it? I, I don't recall the tweet. I didn't see it. But probably they they still might have the chance to secure this lead as the most sold EV. If they can get to these numbers before anyone else can, they can actually be the most sold automaker in the world. It's crazy to think about. It is considering the fact that they do probably what less than one percent of sales worldwide right now, as the most valuable automaker. Yeah, it's crazy to think about, but it seems everyone's on board with that thought. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think if the people didn't I think if the people didn't know that they were number one, they wouldn't be the number one automaker by value. Well, as many people like to say, then you know, Tesla's more than an automaker at this point. So, I mean, definitely they're. There, the, the the battery tech, the software. You know, some could say it's multiple companies in one. Some could say seventeen. Some could say seventeen. I think that's a little bit too much, but uh you know, five, eight companies in one, that's it's not that's not a wild assertion. What about their supercharging network? Supercharging network. Who's competing there? They got a lot of competitors. Something that all the uh, Tesla fans like to throw up is that no one else has chargers, which is not a fact. Well, no one else has not a fact at all. First party chargers. 
But you don't need Correct. them. Correct. You have a company like Ford mm-hmm. that partnered with multiple companies multiple charging companies and now have a network that's larger than tesla does i mean all the european companies just went with ionity and ionity just is on all the major highways they're planning to be on all the major highways they just deal with that there's no benefit to having a proprietary network ford system is just like tesla system it's merging all of them into a ford network it's all paid through one source it's all on one map. It's all in the car, in the interface. It's not like people are assuming like, oh, I don't want to have to do Blink, do EVgo, pay for this subscription, figure out how to pay for Electrify America. They're doing it all under one system. There is kind of a benefit. You just know that superchargers is only Teslas, which was a nice benefit earlier on when there wasn't that many Teslas. But now that there's a lot of Teslas, that becomes less of a benefit but if every other automaker starts to create uh, EVs in mass, then uh, you know the Electrify America chargers and whatnot might start to be mobbed by you know Nissan's, Volkswagen's, BMWs, and uh, charging space might become might start to become an issue. Yeah, I think charging is is an industry that's gonna it's gonna start getting looked at potentially even more than electric cars are because we're we're. Tesla's growing exponentially, and they've already exceeded what their superchargers can handle. There's lines at the chargers. You have all of these other automakers jumping in at once. Mm-hmm. I, uh, we might need to multiply by 10 a year in order to keep up with demand. Well, it's definitely one of the biggest hurdles for people, aside from prices. Uh, where where am I supposed to charge? So we definitely need to uh, expand the foundations of charging networks before uh, we can see any huge booms in ev production but do you think that uh tesla holds the lead there i mean since that seems to be the subject of this podcast where tesla's lead is i don't it's i feel like a lot of times it's good when everything is done in-house by the same people so you know it's like first party support i can't really figure out a way for superchargers to see that benefit. Um, I guess it's easier for Tesla to keep track of only their fleet, and it's easier for them to know where to deploy their future superchargers or where supercharger upgrades need to happen or expansions need to happen because they noticed that in a certain city, the population of Teslas quintupled or something. Uh, So I guess maybe supercharger support is still a um uh gonna be a a advantage because i don't think electrify america is going to be able to know that you know 10,000 vw id4s were sold you know in the state of tennessee anytime soon so they need to bring out more chargers there uh so that's the only real big benefit i can i can see off the top of my head so what are your overall thoughts as an ev automaker can tesla be toppled uh can it sure uh not anywhere in the near future um sorry to say but everyone kind of is there anyone you have in mind as a close second or coming up as a second or is everyone just in the bucket i mean everyone's in the bucket because they've been sleeping if we're being honest everyone's (laughs) been sleeping all right the model s came out in 2012 
Okay, we're nearing on 10 years. I, I, I have been telling you guys to buy electric cars <laughs> since 2012, and y'all still not selling them. Exactly. <laughs> right? The Roadster came out. I understand. You know, it was very low volume. I understand if everyone else looked at that, if GM, if BMW, if Volkswagen looked at it, it was like, eh, whatever. And the Model S came out. And the Model S was like, all right, here's some range. You know, a couple years later, Model X comes out. Uh, Tesla's still not dead. Uh, I think at that point, you really should have started coming up with... The the Model S had decent sales. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised no one jumped in on okay. that. To think all that needed to happen was Mercedes comes out with a, a electric S-Class to compete with the Model S back in 2013 or 14, mm-hmm. a couple years after its release. Mm-hmm. That could have been the end of Tesla. That could have cut their sales in half, and that would have been it. And But no one jumped in. And uh, even if you didn't care about how Tesla's success was, by the middle of the 2010s, you know, climate change debate started to continue. You know, Paris Agreement stuff started to happen. Cities started to implement, you know, laws that by 2030, 2035, 2040, they're going to stop uh, selling gasoline engines. So then at that point, I feel like every company doesn't even need to look at Tesla. They, they should have started thinking like, okay, well, now this is going to be a financial issue because we need to prepare for competitive EVs. And here's already a, a proven EV company uh, that has a years and years of lead on us. We probably should start doing something about that. But no, um, maybe they did and it just sucked and they just didn't tell us. Or maybe they really just kind of slept until maybe like 2018, 2019. It was big oil. And, and, and only then did everyone's switch get flipped and we're like, ah, oh, yeah, maybe we should make some EVs. Um, all right, send out a press release that said we're going to make uh, 20 cars by uh, the next decade. And uh, yeah, but the problem is the majority of the beginnings of these, you know, onslaught of cars haven't happened yet. So I can't even, I can't even begin to evaluate how good someone's electric cars are you know uh vw's is 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 has i think maybe started finally deliveries but it's in europe and kind of there were some glitches uh honda just has the honda e which is completely for people within the city i don't know i don't know if that's a fair way to to evaluate the rest of their electrification efforts ford the mach-e still hasn't come out so i don't know cadillac none of their stuff has come out yet um, BMW, the i4, the iNext, the iX3, not out. I don't know. Audi, yeah, the e-tron came out. It's in very small quantities, so it's all right. Range is kind of bad. I don't know. Maybe the e-tron GT will be better. Porsche, Porsche came out with a Taycan. Good performance. Range was also not that good. Low production, low volume car relatively. So I don't, I don't know if that's a fair you know, assumption to make on, on, on the rest of their car. So I, at this point in time, since everyone is sleeping, I can't give a good evaluation of when and if Tesla can be toppled because as far as uh, I'm concerned, no one has fully tried yet. But I, I, I don't think this is a, this is, this is something Tesla can just, you know, sit back and relax. Oh, of course not. They need to continue to evolve, continue to innovate, continue to expand. Uh, it, 
and not let it be a tortoise and a hare situation. Right. But I mean, from what we gathered at Battery Day, if they achieve everything there, I mean, it, it seems like they are still yeah. trying to continue. Oh, they, they're not sleeping. They at least have the next decade in their pocket. Right. Yeah. So, you know, now, now legacy automakers aren't don't just have to be afraid of you know what comes with Tesla, but you know startups might start to might start to lap them. You know, Rivian might steal truck sales away. Nikola Badger is going to be the most sold electric truck on the market. Most sold electric truck in most sold (laughs) car, most sold thing with wheels in the world. Um, You know, Lucid might start stealing sales from S classes, seven class, seven series. You know, so I understand profits is is the biggest thing for every single company. I truly, I. 100% 100% understand that but uh they slept they slept and now they got a now they're far behind 